We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59, 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. Pac-12 championship game coming up tomorrow night, Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, we will not have a show as we will be knee-deep in Ducks pregame coverage. Oh, no. Oh. So we got to break this game down today. Indeed. And uh, we will we'll get this game broken down every which way. I like it. Promise. Mm. A lot of it has been made, and rightfully so, about what's going on with Michael Penix Jr. in the Washington passing attack as the season has gone on. And everybody has their theories, whether it is the rib injury that is being widely discussed when he took a hit from Tysheen Johnson uh, in that game against Oregon in Seattle in October, or... You know, he's been sick, and they've said, ah, oh, no, 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 he's he's battling two two different times. They've blamed illness, including last week after the Apple Cup. Uh-huh. He wasn't feeling well, and he's overcome by emotion after winning the Apple Cup game on a game-winning drive at the end of the season, or at the end of the uh, at the end of the game. Well, I guess it was the end of the season as well. That too. And how he was just overcome by emotion uh, in that moment. I don't think anybody's really buying that, but I think that there is a way that you can say, Everything that everyone has been saying, it, it can be true, right? And you can kind of add them all together and say, this Washington offense is not operating nearly as efficiently or successfully as it was early in the year. And I do believe that there is something wrong with, with his ribs still because, yeah. like, you take a shot in the ribs like that, I mean... It's, if not, you, it's not healing. If you have a broken rib and you're just pushing through it, yeah. everything is uncomfortable. You're getting a shot. I mean, look... He's a quarterback who plays with the massive flak vest. Yep. Has, has has always. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no amount of protection that if your ribs are broken or you have disrupted cartilage or slipped ribs or whatever it is, you're feeling it every breath, let alone every time you go to rip back and throw a 40-yard strike across yep. the field. Yep. Yeah, you, you, you got a lot of twist in that. And that's the thing the thing is it's on his throwing side. So you have that is an element I can see still lingering and playing, playing a factor. But the reality of it is, is that Michael Penix Jr. is still out there and he's putting up a butt ton of yards. He's thrown for nearly four thousand yards this season. Um, he's also he's not turning the ball over at an incredible clip. Even though if you do look at it, though, most of his interceptions this year have come in the second half of the season after that Oregon game. But I think that there is an element, too, of, you know, Chris Fetters, dogman.com. He was on with Dirt Sprague earlier this morning. We had him on leading up to that Washington game earlier in the season. And the pressure that does come with a season like this and being the Heisman Trophy candidate and being the front runner for a bulk of the season, having the expectations of an unbeaten season and having to kind of carry your team through, I think there is an element of maybe there is something between the ears and pressure mm-hmm. happening. 
obviously that Arizona State game, he looked like he was sick right after the Oregon game. Could have been the ribs too, but they said it was illness then. Could have been. We look, his performance then was just absolutely dismal. But he's been out on the field. But if you look at it just on what he has done from a production standpoint, he's still putting up pretty good numbers. But at the same time, since that Oregon game, he has completed over 60% of his passes twice. Mm-hmm. Once against Arizona State in that mm-hmm. following week. The next one was against USC, which I, if you go and you look that up, I think they're the 118th and 123rd pass defenses in the country, Hey-o. respectively. A lot of people do that. Yeah. Okay. He has thrown for 300 yards just twice since that Oregon game mm-hmm. against Stanford and against Utah. If you look at what Michael Penix Jr. and this Washington offense were in the in and this is the thing is we can look at that Oregon game because it was smack dab in the middle of the season. Yeah. It was it was six week of the year. And you could watch what he did in that first half. If you look at what he did before the Oregon game, his lowest completion percentage of the season was seventy two and a half percent against Boise State. Yeah, he was a monster. Again, I will I will repeat this. He has only completed 60% of his passes two times since that game. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's not like that. Look, the competition they were playing early was not great. There's no, no doubt about that. You're, so your numbers are going to get Dude. a little, little bit more juiced. But you can just watch him. But the week before they went and they played Arizona, before they played Oregon, mm-hmm. and well, before the bye week, he went 30 of 40 for 363. Yeah. Right? That's a really good Arizona defense. Yeah. And if you look at his production prior to the Oregon game, he his lowest output was 304 yards. Mm-hmm. He had four 400-yard games. He was slinging that thing. He, I mean, so take that. It's for anybody that's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, he's fine. He's not. He's not. He is not okay, and you can look to that. There also is an external factor, too, as to why those those numbers have dipped a little bit in that could it be the injury? Could it be you know pressure and what's going on between the years? Yeah. Could it be that some teams have, are just kind of figuring out what Ryan Grubb and that offense are, are doing sure. operationally? Yeah. But also, coming tomorrow is the first time all season long that Washington's top four receivers will be on the field at the same time. All healthy. All healthy and on the field. Because... There's been a cat and mouse game that they've been playing over the course of the season. Early in the year, it was no Jalen McMillan, right? Mm-hmm. No Jalen McMillan. He was battling back from injury, um, and it has been a slow burn yeah. for him to get He's back. He's tried to come back multiple times, and it's just been not there. And it, Same it, with Polk. He has not popped yet this season, right? McMillan, uh, the the second game, that Tulsa game, he, he went off, and then he got hurt uh, the following week against Michigan State. Mm-hmm. And then he's just kind of been spotty in and out of the lineup. You got also Giles Jackson, who broke his thumb at the beginning of the season. This is a big key here for this game. Giles Jackson played against Oregon. He had a really good game. I think it was five for five catches for 68 yards, timely catches, right? They only played him in four games this year, and he didn't even suit down for the Apple Cup because they were preserving a redshirt year for him. Mm-hmm. He's a senior, so they got him back another year by not playing him in the Apple Cup. This is the postseason. The, the conference don't, championship don't games count. are postseason games, mm-hmm. so they were they were using him when they needed him mm-hmm. against Oregon State, USC, Arizona State, and Oregon are the four games that he played in. So you have Giles Jackson. He is back. 
obviously, Roma Dunze is one of the best receivers in the country. Mm-hmm. And he is going to be available in this game. And uh, guess what? On third down, you best be knowing where number one is. You better roll two to him. Because even though you know where he is, mm-hmm. he's still going to get the ball from Michael Penix. And mm-hmm. no matter what, and this is the thing about this offense, whether it is the injury to Penix or whatever's going on, they deliver yeah. at the end of that game. Come fourth quarter, they, 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 you just look at the numbers. Yep. Just look at the numbers and you can go, oh, okay, I get it now. That's that's what he does. The one guy that's been really interesting, though, is Jalen Polk. And you, you mentioned him a little bit earlier in that he um, got, I think it was dinged in uh, prior to the Oregon State game. He had, very uncharacteristically, he had two drops. He's got a little case of the dropsies. He had two targets in last week in the Apple Cup, two drops, which is really uncharacteristic. And this is another thing that you sit there and if you look at Oregon's offense and how they've grown over the course of the year, they had so many new pieces offensively that Bo Nix was working with. It was, all right, who's going to get the ball, right? As the season has grown and, and we've gained momentum, Tez Johnson has become a go-to guy because of the comfortability and everybody finding their role over the course of the year. I, and you see that Troy Franklin is the go-to, as Roma Dunze is for, for Michael Penix. And like you look at the parallels, they got small, shifty guys that can stretch the field. They've got their possession receivers. they got a good tight end that they can rely on. They're kind of going through the same thing, but they haven't had the luxury of having everybody on the field at the same time. I think that's mm-hmm. a big that's a big part of what they the struggles they've been going through over the last couple of weeks is Jalen Polk not getting fed like he was early in the year because there's more mouths to feed. And it's not just more mouths to feed where you're you're pushing the ball in and forcing it to guys. What you're trying to do is take what the defense gives you and it, there is an adjustment period to that. And what we've seen with Oregon is everybody's kind of found their role and fell in line with that as the season has gone on. Washington has been trying to figure that out over the last couple of weeks. And this week, they finally have everybody back. And that's the interesting part for me, is that I think that's a part of the equation that we haven't been talking about because we're all fixated on what's going on with Michael Penix. Yeah. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's the wide receiver room has been a revolving door all season yes. long, and, and even and, the, the is the only one they've been able to count on at any particular level. And what's interesting is you take a look at what he's done this year. I mean, he's by every account he's the second best wide receiver across every NFL draft board right now. Number one, Harrison Jr. Number two, Adunze. Yep. So you kind of get an idea of who he is. But production wise, you take just take a look. You go to the third quarter stats. Which has kind of been where the damage has been done, both by Bo Pen- by Bo Penix, by Bo Nix and Michael Penix. Uh, Dunze is number three in the country in receiving touchdowns in the third quarter alone. He's number pretty damn good. I want to say he's number fifteen in total yards, and I think he's number three in average yards per catch. He's phenomenal in the third quarter. And then you go, I mean, again, you take a look at the quarterback play. Number two in the country, Bo Nix. Yep. Number was it number five in the country, Michael Penix, and they're separated by sixty yards. 
So both these guys in the second second half, when they come out, that's when they come out and they knock your teeth in. Mm-hmm. And that's when they for for Washington. They go to Roma Dunze. Oregon spreads the ball around more. It's whether it's Franklin, whether it's Taz, whether it's Ferguson. They they have more guys because they've had more guys healthy. Yep. If you're Oregon, that's the thing you're afraid of, is that they have a complement of, of receivers where if you do now roll two to Odunze, now Polk and McMillan, who are terrifying wide receivers, have more space and more room to work with. That's why I think the injury to Jalil Florence is a big one, too, is the matchups and the mixing and matching of personnel groupings to certain receivers. That's going to be one to keep your eye on. We've seen Tysheem Johnson has played lights out um, in this back half of the season. Kyrie Jackson has developed into one of the best corners in not just the Pac-12, but one of the one of the top corners in the country. Uh, he has been really dang good for Oregon. But is it going to be Dante, can Dante Manning, Triquiz Bridges, can your safeties where Evan Williams has been great in run support, but at times you see a little bit of those lapses in, in coverage, can those guys kind of fill those gaps and step up? Steve Stevens has been phenomenal, and he was a guy that wasn't really playing a lot early in the year, and we're seeing him more and more, and he has been fantastic for the Ducks. Those are the guys that are going to step up have to step up in those situations that you're talking about because you're put more on an island when you have to stop Roma Dunze. You have to account for where number one is at all times. There is one thing that Oregon's defense has gotten a lot better at over the back half of the year. Mm. They have not allowed a quarterback to complete 60% of his passes since they played this Washington team. You think about it. That sounds vaguely familiar. Uh, oh, with the oh, wait, with the exception of uh, well, the very next week that Washington State hangover game where Cam Ward kind of went silly in the first half, but you look at it, Utah fifty three percent, Cal fifty three percent, even Caleb Williams only fifty seven percent of his passes, Arizona State fifty three percent, and then Oregon State fifty four percent. Obviously, this is the best quarterback that they're going to see since Caleb Williams and company, but they have shored up a lot in the back end, and a lot of that has to do with. Guys in their comfortability in the pass rush too, making making quarterbacks feel uncomfortable. And just to the point of as far as spreading the ball around in the second half and the third quarter in particular, Oregon Bucky Irving twenty six catches, Troy Franklin twenty four catches, Tez Johnson twenty four catches. Pretty dang good. So three guys essentially twenty four plus. Pretty good. All just in the third quarter. So it tells you just how much they spread things around Pounds. versus what. Washington has had to do with with their passing attack and why they've relied more on Johnson as as a a balance to their their offense. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.